I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Last time we spoke, it was over a month ago, 24 hours before the World Cup final, which was Springboks won. This time we're in beautiful Cape Town. I've got Skalkberger, Jean de Villiers with me and a special guest, a World Cup winner. Dion Fury is just coming to the house and the box office is now open. <laughs> As, like I said, the box office is reopened. This time we're in Cape Town. We're at Stormers HQ. In the gym, I've got Jean de Villiers, Skalkberger and World Cup hero Dion Fury, also and two other World Cup winners. Before I forget to mention, but Skulk, uh, do you know what the gym looks like here? No, no, like what's these black things behind us? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a, I don't know what it looks like. Huh? It looks like something like a donut stuck with to a toothpick or something. But like I arrived here and we've got this program on Sunday called Carte Blanche. And when, when, the, when the message came through that we've got to be at the HBC Belleville, I got that Carte Blanche feeling. We've all been there, South Africans, the Monday morning stress getting to work. And nothing has changed, John. I mean, I, I got introduced to the gym, but the wind is up. Yeah. The southwesterly is pumping. The tree's got a bit bigger, and <clears throat> your photo is not on that wall anymore. That's the only thing that's changed there. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, we've got some of the some of the DHL Stormers players in the background uh, wanting to get on camera, but we're not going to allow that. Uh, yeah, it, it's interesting in the gym. So they said a lot has changed, but but not much has the players changed. have changed. Except the play, the players have changed. Do they call you Uncle John when you came? Yeah, and our pictures have been taken <laughs> off, you know. We're like history. Okay, there you go. Also, yeah. a lot more cars in the parking lot. Hey, like yeah. when we were here, there were like 40 of us. It better cars be, as well. Yeah, much yeah. better cars. You know what's still here since we left? It's Dion Free. <laughs> <laughs> Dion, welcome. You were the first uh, World Cup winner on the show um, a month ago. Was it close to a month ago? Yeah. Post-World Cup celebrations. How did that go? No, it went well. I think <laughs> at, a, at a stage it was, I think it was tougher, tougher doing the trophy tour than winning the World Cup. <laughs> Standing up every morning at eight and then to climb on a bus and you're a bit hungover and then you just have to go on again. Uh, but uh, it was tough, but it was like, it was, it was, it was uh, I could see all the people celebrating with us and, and uh, yeah, it emphasizes just uh, what we did uh, over, over there in France. Branas, the nickname Branas, please explain where that, where that comes from and why Branas. Almost self-explanatory, uh, self-explanatory but uh, yeah, it, it comes from 2007, after we won the under 21 uh, in Bloemfontein, in under 21s, uh, and then we flew back on the Sunday night and Jock and Rusty just got contracted to come to the Western Province as well. Fortunately, unfortunately, they were on the same flight as, as, <laughs> as us. And yeah, we, we enjoyed ourselves too much on the, on the Clippers in Cola back then. And then I think two days later, we had uh, Super Rugby uh, trials and, and, and sprint tests. And I was still, he was walking past me, um, Rusty and Jock. And he, so they said, oh, we can still sm- smell that Brunas, eh? <laughs> and then, yeah, that's where, the, that's where the name came from. Do you think if it wasn't for that trip, that you would have been selected for the World Cup. <laughs> was that a contributing well, was, was, was that, that, Is that where uh, the, the love yeah. story began? Yeah, yeah. probably. I, Jock, I know Jock always said you never un- underestimate the power of a drink. So I, <laughs> I think he, he saw that uh, that Sunday that 
yeah, I can. What, I can, what was Jacques' classic saying? You don't win the curry cup on orange juice. Yeah, I don't win competitions just on orange juice. Scala, how's the liver post France? It's a month now. Have you got balance, equilibrium in, in, in your in Yeah, your I've got, I've got, I went so well, Shimmy. And then we went to the Super Sport shootout and then we're on golf tour in Leopard Creek. And I feel like I've just come back from France all over again. But yes, I'm breaking on holiday soon. I think all of us are keen for it. Can't believe we're sitting in Belleville and these boys are playing Heineken Cup European rugby at the moment. You know, they go off to Leicester, Welford Road, your old stomping ground, John, although you only played 60 minutes there. What was it? You took the money. No, two games. Two games. Highest Look, paid player. Two games. The league, at least 160 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Highest paid player ever no. per minute. Um, and then, um, geez, they've got Laura Schall down in Cape Town. So I'm working on that one on the 16th. I think, John, you as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, rugby season's changed. So big time. It's crazy to think it's a month, more than a month post-World Cup. It was tough for us as well, Dion, the World Cup, um, the work and all of that. But, um, you know, everything that goes into it, the highs of playing in a final, obviously from a South African point of view, the highs of winning it and then the, the celebrations post-World Cup. And, and now we kind of, you know, a month and a bit post it. Um, but rugby continues, eh? Uh, it keeps going. And, and I must say, it, it's tough on the players, you know. It's a... It's a tough gig to, to come like, back after all of that. that. Like, even play. like us, we're not feeling sorry for us, but like a bit of fatigue. Yeah, a bit of fatigue, but also view fatigue. I mean, you look at the attendances on the weekend, like yeah. Sharks Bull, big, Sharks Bull's big game, and the Bulls are going really well. Um, and yesterday, when the Bulls were on fire, like they have been, you know, and put up a performance like that, and you could have, uh, I think, in the build-up, a good feel that the Bulls were favourites to win that. You'll get a big crowd out there. So, I think it's time for us to, you know, take stock of the World Cup and then fire up for these big games coming in the coastal cities, Cape Town and Sharks, um, over New Year's. But that's also why you want to you want to consume rugby, but not just rugby. You want a bit of fun. You want a bit of banter. You almost want to do a show where you talk about rugby. But there's a fun element to this. Okay, okay so talk about fun. Let's yeah. talk about post World Cup. Fun. I mean, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Uh, post post World Cup. We can Cup call final. it. What can we call it? <laughs> I can't think of a name. Yeah. Post World Cup um, recovery time. We ended up where at in the middle of Paris. I remember last time. Yeah. I remember World Rugby Awards. You guys were in good shape, Dion. <laughs> <laughs> can't remember. You guys and, and then. Came back there, but Dion, going back now, obviously a month ago, when you came back into the Stormer setup, did you think you'd be at those World Rugby Awards as a World Cup winner? You know, you can talk about the final coming on, you played 70 plus minutes, captain the team at the end of here and uh, lifting the trophy. Before no. that, when was the last time you played a full game, 80 minutes at Uka? Uh, I think I played the Tonga game, then I, I finished a game. I started at, at Uka and I finished, I think I finished that game. But you didn't play the whole uh, game. Uh, sport, didn't you? Yeah. you uh, I, I, I moved to a flank, yeah, flank, but I played 80 minutes. So I played 70 yeah, minutes. Yeah, but a full game, uh, 80 no. minutes of Pro rugby. Pro probably when you, when you and Skulk um, were still yeah. playing, probably. <laughs> in France? Did you ever do it in France? Lyon, maybe? Uh, not 80 minutes, no. No, no not 80 minutes. So Lucas, have we, you, we, Lucas, have we Shimmy, did you yeah. ever play 80 minutes? <laughs> no, no, couldn't. <laughs> 60. <laughs> I created the bombs quickly. <laughs> Dion, when, when Bongi went down, what was going in, in, in your, going through your mind there? Yeah, like I said, um, I injured my shoulder in the semi-finals already, so I was I was uh, battling a bit with my shoulder, and then going into the game, we we had a plan. Uh, we went with a seven-one split, and we knew we had to keep someone on 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 the sideline if something happens. Kwaka trained at nine and at wing and stuff, so. We were covered there, so me and Russ actually spoke while, during the warm-up, like, listen, what's the plan? With the, He doesn't know if you're going to put all seven on and one, so what's the plan? And then we spoke, but you just need to keep one just for that if, that if situations. 
And then, uh, yeah, that flew out of the window in the first minute and a half. Two minutes later. So you sort of sitting there watching Bongi saying, get up, get up, <laughs> let's keep, keep going. Yeah, they told me, okay, Bongi, they're going to strap in there. Bongi's going to try and push through it. But yeah, he's, yeah he tore his, tore his medial uh, uh, quite, quite badly as well. So yeah, then you have to strap up and yeah, have to go do the, do the thing. Eh? So just to confirm, okay, the last time you played 80 minutes of rugby at hooker, was run about seven years ago, and then you decide in a World Cup final, final. You're gonna make to it play up. 78 minutes yeah. at hooker again. Like I said, it How wasn't. was that feeling? Were, were, you, were you keen on going back to yeah. hooker though? Scrumming, no. <laughs> <laughs> Some big boys in our front. He was but. six foot for like all of <laughs> two years. Now yeah. he's back to five foot 11. Yeah, he got yeah. squashed quick. No, no. I, I, but I trained there for the last two years with the box and. And it's always, always the intensity of training, the scrum time with Don Iman is always, always up there. So I got the, got the training of Hooker in for 15 minutes of training, but not, not 79 minutes yet. So you had the pleasure of scrumming against Malcolm Marks and Bongi the last two years. Yeah, that was a tough thing. That's a lucky, uh, that's yeah, a lucky that's one. That's a lucky one, yeah. Especially Bongi, I must give credit to him. He's a, he's a really tough, tough, tough act to scrum against. Talking about your relationship with, with Rassi and Jacques, I mean, when they called you up for the Springboks, did you have, you know, again, going back to France, did, did you ever think that, you know, you're going to get the call to come back in? And also, do you get initiated when you make your Springbok debut at 35? Or what happens there? <laughs> yeah. It was actually... Just like, it's basically yeah, initiating your uncle. Sorry, Wim. Yeah, sorry, Wim. Because of Liv No, it was actually a funny story. We, um, last year, we had a press conference here. We're still playing for the Stormers, and one media... Um, Journalist asked me, so what's your, you think you're going to play for the box or get up, get uh, drafted for the box? And I said, I don't know, actually you have to phone Jock and ask him that question. And <coughs> I joke you not, when I got to my car and I looked on my phone, there was a missed call from Jock. Oh, wow. so, <laughs> okay. so I don't know if you heard the, the, the interview or something, but yeah, then he phoned me and said, listen, we're looking at you pulling up for that Wales series and then he can't promise me game time, but yeah, he's, I'm, I'm in, the, in the biggest squad, squad at the moment, yeah. so it was funny. Brilliant, and, and then also obviously the, the conversion to hooker. I mean, what, was it a, was it difficult? I mean, you'd, you'd played there. I'd always known you as a hooker from under 19s right up until you, you left for France. Shami, would you two like to like sit there and do a <laughs> show? This is we, important. This is for we, Tristan. I'm just wondering how he was allowed back we, into the front row club. Can we come back later and then we participate? <laughs> okay. Or, or you, we're going to get your hooker stories <laughs> yeah. done and then we we'll get the hooker stories. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Give us some more words with the hooker story. No, it was. Uh, I played most of my career played yeah. at hooker. So before I moved to flank again, so. Yeah, it was a bit difficult in the beginning just to get back into into the things, especially at line out time. It's it's a timing with you in the locks and and scrum time getting that uh, um, next stiffness away after two days. It's a it's a battle um, sometimes, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't too difficult. But yeah, luckily I've, I've trained a lot uh, the last two years in that position. Scala, you and John came back for the back end of the World Cup. Was it semis and finals or just finals? Finals. finals. You guys work, were working pretty hard. Eh? It's a tough gig. <laughs> Tell us about the restaurants. Um, I think the, the one where you guys, the dress-up lunch. Yeah, that was the Friday before. See, John's trying to trying to get me away from the story, but at least color. Like, We've got to get this video out there. But like John was dressed up, he also had like a, a thing, a, like a swimming cap cap on that took off, like he just went like bald. He looked oh, like yeah. Nathaniel, which in <laughs> South Africa we know really well. You actually looked like yeah. Elton John. I looked like Elton. I was the rocket man. But like this is lunch. We went to this little quiet little pub, and then they said, "Listen, you're making too much noise. Go down." So we thought, "Okay, we'll just go for like a little whipped up one last drink." Next moment, I get 
um, you know, guy takes me down to like the basement. I thought, okay, this is it. I'm going to be chopped up in seven pieces. He opens up this little container and there's this props for days, as big as this gym. And then Jeez. I came back as Elton, Elton John. John came back as Nathaniel. And, and that was the, the Kickstarter. And basically, we were in a full-blown rave between three and five in the afternoon. Um, I can't even remember where we ended that evening. But, you know, when you're there for six weeks or eight weeks, like you've been, uh, you were, uh, Shami, it's like a five-day test match. It's relentless. When you come in for back for the final. T20. T20, Boyki. We were swinging from the hip from the, from the get-go. No, we were, I mean, so, so the guys we were with, so they were saying, okay, we, we're a group of 20. They made a booking at Gigi's in, in Paris, which is like quite a, you know, fancy restaurant. The, you know, but they, but they only got a booking for the 10 o'clock seating, okay? So it's like, um, you know, it works different there. So you start at 10 and then you kind of go till late in the morning. So the only thing they said, guys, please just, I mean, when we go at 10, because they've got the big dogs there and some clients. Yeah, just make sure we're in a decent yeah, state. <laughs> so we're sending them these videos of our rave, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. There's like no chance, but we were still decent. Though. Dion, celebrations, um, who would you pick if you had to pick a squad of... I'll give you a squad of three in the Springbok, current Springbok squad yeah. to go on a night out. Who would be good value? Um, Arche Salmon will be up there. So he's actually out that brings always brings nice music. Always bring the energy. Always rip your uh, sh uh, t-shirt off your of your body at l at the later stage of the night. He seems like such a calm. <laughs> calm, calm, calm. You're also person. not. You, can't, you don't have a choice. If Erkes' yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. name one comes, let's say shirt's gone. I'm like, yeah, shirt's gone. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, always always classics is uh, Bongi and Trevor. Those yeah. oaks, they they don't have a stop button, and yeah. I don't know. They just keep on going, and they so much so much entertainment. Uh, during the whole night, during the, the next day and the day after and probably the whole week after that as well. I think one of the unsung heroes of, of the Bok uh, victory, <coughs> excuse me, Franz Maleba, okay? Nominated for Player of the Year. Yeah, South African Player of the yeah. Year. Also, he just Hope sit, he gets it. sits in the, you know, sits in the corner, yeah. enjoys his drink, but I mean, beautiful individual. Yeah. No, it's like a, he's like an old diesel engine. He probably doesn't even know what the, this room is. Also, you don't, you don't see him in this room as well. So um, yeah, he's a he's a quality guy, quality player, and uh, yeah, what he what he bring what he brought to the box and brings for us here at the Stormers is I've, invaluable. I've heard this quite a few times in Stolbar. That's where he goes to. They run out of ice. Now I can only assume one thing is that Franz Malerbe is Rehab, sitting there rehabbing, rehabbing, rehabbing his left knee post World Cup. <laughs> Yeah, it's also the right shoulder, right? Yeah, the, the, the right shoulder. You want right? We, we haven't seen him since the World Cup, though. Yeah, no, I think he's still recuperating. Uh, it's, it's a big body to recuperate after after a long season like that. The, th the three um, playoff games. Which one was the toughest? Three one-point wins. Yeah, for, they all had different, sort yeah, of, yeah. you know, different sort of challenges. Yeah. Which one was the hardest for no, you? Guys? I think the standout with me for me was the French game, definitely the quarterfinals. I think just the build-up that whole week leading up to. Leading up to the game against France, we were public enemy number one from from that Monday or from that Sunday. So everything how we planned and how we trained indoors because everyone was watching and all the um, Rassi walking with the speaker to get us used to all to the national anthem and all the noise and all the crowds. So I think yeah, that build up to the French game was was was, was special at the end of the day. Yeah. The, the sorry, Shem, yeah, the, yeah. the intensity of that game. Yeah. I mean, it was from, one of the great games, yeah. Yeah. one of the great from, World from Cup a, games. And, and I think both of those quarterfinals, you know, the, the Ireland-New Zealand game, same thing. I mean, yeah. those two games could have been World Cup finals. Yeah. 
but the intensity of the should have been semi-final. Yeah. Yeah, should have been. Yeah. If the draw and the, and the quality of those yeah. games, it was just amazing. <clears throat> From the first minute all the way to the last, you know, high quality games, uh, great skill set, you know, and, and, and it just ebbed and flowed throughout. Then they score, then we score, then this, then that, then the charge down. So many moments in that game that eventually, you know, determined the result. It, it could so easily have been Ireland winning, France winning. And you you kind of needed a, a, a bit of luck as well. Eh? But like it, it didn't stop there for you, Browns, because you were then public enemy. It's not even number one. You were just public enemy. They, they got booed the yeah. next game against England. And the English game was the one that made me, the most, what made, yeah. made me the most nervous because... I, I didn't know how we're going to recapture that energy. You've just gone through the French game, which was amazing. And the intensity there of now I've got a short turnaround, shorter week, and you've got to back it up against a team that doesn't play any rugby. So it's not like you're playing the All Blacks in the final. And the first you know, time they touch the ball deep in their own half, they put up 10, 12, 15 phases, and you've got the ability to go smash them, go get them. Peter Steff, the toy, Yeben Etzebeth hit on Mohanga right in the beginning. I can't believe we haven't seen enough replays. Or that was yeah, an absolute that was, beauty. That's it, the standard there. That, that it. But you get the energy off that. You know, now you play England, you don't get it. Um, the difference between that and us, like we played England in the final and, and you know, England beat, you know, France in a semi. And even the English menus came out in Paris that week for us in the final. Everyone wanted us to beat yeah, England. Back in 07. We had, yeah, back saying, in 07. Yeah, we, had, yeah. we had no real support going through the, the pool <coughs> stages and the, the, the quarter the in the semi. They didn't want England to win also. They didn't want England yeah. to win. You know? They didn't yeah. want England to win in France. So, like, all of a sudden, the whole town, even the Eiffel Tower, went green and gold. It was amazing <laughs> for us in the final. But you yeah. guys never had it. Yeah, you, no, all we, the energy had yeah. to come from within your yeah. group. Yeah. Uh, semi-final and final. Um, I remember warming up and they... They go through the team sheet on the on yeah. the big screen, and yeah. literally every player from the African team when it went up, it, it was booed. a massive boot yeah. going up, and that was semi-finals and finals. So, yeah, for us just to to stick in our bubble, uh, yeah, I think. Uh, but but we spoke about it. I think if you know Russ and Jock, like you guys do, yeah. they they think about everything and they bring in all scenarios that there is, and and we knew and we knew what we were up up against at that, at that stage. What was said halftime of the England game? Sure, I mean, can't actually remember that that well. God. A lot, lot of stuff happened afterwards, trophy tours and all that stuff. So my few brain cells. Are, <laughs> okay, it's, it's not, not yeah, it's not yeah anymore. My short, so. my short, my short <laughs> yeah. term has gone. You know yeah. that you won the World Cup yeah. you know, straight after. <laughs> yeah. You, you yeah, remember? No, I think uh, the biggest thing that that, uh, that in the England game was their kicking game. Uh, we couldn't get into contest. They, their bubble around their contestables was so good. We couldn't get into our how we play and our defence. How we can get onto the front foot. Right? It was a uh, I think that was the, the, the big chat at Alfam, how to get around that the cooking game of England that put us yeah. under pressure. We probably saw one of the great impact performances from Oxen Chair yeah. Yeah. From, from Scrum. You, you hardly ever, I mean, a loose head prop almost turning. Obviously, there's it's a combination, there's the lock, the flanks, yeah. the hooker, but in terms of scrumming wise, yeah. you, you won't get many performances. Yeah, I scrum like behind that. him, so I, I, yeah, you I, were there, yeah, so you claimed that. We'll give you 10%. John Skalk, a lot of people say we're lucky. I mean, well, what's your take on that, guys? No, it's so hard to say that the box were lucky because this yeah. group deserves it. You know, yeah. you look at the teams we beat, you know, five of the world top six yeah. to get there. It's the toughest route any team's ever had to win a World Cup, let alone back-to-back -back World Cup. And it'll Cups. never happen again. But I, I guess where the lucky part comes from is like so often we've been involved in World Cups, John, and you play so well. You take our quarterfinal against Australia back in you know, 2011 and we come up two points short. 
This time for the box. This time for the box. It's too soon, so that's that, 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 like, outside South Africa, I'm more comfortable. Not yet, but like it's we, too soon. you look, you look at the tightness of those games and certain calls that go your way, or Henry Pollard's magnificent kick in, in in the semi-final. You know, sometimes it's just your time. You know, things happen and goes your way, and the box had a lot of stuff roll their way in those in those big games, and whether that's through preparation or, you know, is it is it divine intervention? Is it your time? We don't know. But you can't say they were lucky. Yeah, it's it's also like you know the the you always speak about the big moments in games. Yeah, we won a and, lot of those, and we won the big. Yeah. Mo- you know, you know. I say like in the quarterfinal, if if Cheslin doesn't do the the, the charge okay. down, would you say he's a bad player if he doesn't go for it? It's yeah. it's actually not part of his job. Yeah, but he he does that. That extra bit that eventually gets you the win. Yeah, the small so is that luck or is that just... Oh, the small the, things that, that people don't see on the, on, on the TV screens. Yeah. I think that's, that's always, always a chat during the World Cup is keep on working, doing the small things that people don't see. But yeah. in the big picture for the team, if you look at it, it helps a lot, yeah. John, this management team, what, what, what makes them so good? I mean, it's, you know, a lot said obviously about Rossi and Jacques, but it's a, it's a whole collective. What's made them so good? I mean, two World Cup wins back to back. They've got to be doing something right. Yeah, I think they've 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 prepared for a long time, and then like they said, there was always no egos. They they say they say things straight, and and then you talk about it. If you don't agree, we you put put your ego aside, and you and you go on. I think they, they the way they worked and the hours, the man, the amount of hours they put in for us to play, it's astonishing. I've uh, all the clips, all the all the PDFs that we get, it's uh, oh, it was it was amazing. So I think that's the amount of work as a collective. Behind the scenes was, yeah, I think. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But also, I mean, chaps, we've played with different coaches. How, how do they channel their energy, right? Scala, for you, for example, maybe, you know, in turn, let me ask you maybe, the, in terms of motivation, what worked for you from a coaching point of view for coach was talking to you? Jean, the same thing. Dion, the same thing. I love you. I'm not too sure, really, guys. I never really thought of the game until I ran onto the field, and then I was you like, "You didn't even right. warm up, did you?" No, no. I stood behind and tried to kick like ten torpedoes in a row, and like that was if I did that, and I thought, "Okay, I'm up for today." But like, I guess you know, preparation beats pressure, and like whenever I played, like I wanted to know everything. You know, I wanted to know what the, the, back, the back starters are because if you don't know what the back starter is then you can't get to the ball first. You know, there's an open side flanker. You don't know how to run a little cheat line in behind because you think, okay, maybe this is a decent starter. John might get a half break and I can bounce off his shoulder. So for me, like I worked with Rossi for a long, long time and I think that's a standout feature for him. So certain players can actually digest all the information. Other players can't. You know, They need three jobs and that's it. One attack, one in defense, one in general play. And they've got to keep it simple for those players. But for me, main thing is in, is enjoyment. But like I think when you're a national coach or the box coach, you you privilege in the fact that you've got not only great players, but you can be more intense than you can be in a facility like this where you've yeah. got to keep a season together. Yeah. If you double your 
you've got to manage all 65 players and you've got to try and keep all of them interested for 12 months for 12 months yeah. that's the harder challenge you know for the it's national side the game, I suppose. Yeah. you know like world cups are hard because you basically russ is asking you to do six months in a bubble go let's go in a world cup but the rest of it is like quick little in bounces in bounces out four weeks five weeks stints, and you can have massive intensity and ask more of the players then than you can do in a whole season. It's having information, you know, understanding what you need to do out there and then going to do it. And the more information you get, the more, the better you understand what, what, is, what is asked of you. And that's where they're really good at. They, they, they get information about anything Every and, and everything. Yeah. And also I think to add is that the ability to make the, the tough decisions. You know, so you, you talk about that semi-final. You know, in a semi, World Cup semi-final, Taking your fly off, who's been fantastic for... Who got you there, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, who got you there and has been great for the group. But being able to see that today is maybe not his day. Taking him off, you know, your, your, your main decision maker, basically, in your group. You know, your quarterback, taking him off 30 minutes into a World Cup semi-final. And then after 50 minutes, taking off three of your biggest leaders, you know, Sia, yeah. Dwayne, Eamon, taking them off. Those are ballsy calls to make in such a pressure cooker situation. But they are willing to do that. Um, well, seven-one split is a yeah, and, with, without yeah, a reserve and, and we'll get to that. But yeah. but the ability to because I don't think a lot of coaches in world rugby would actually be ballsy enough to do it. But the trust within within the group and also knowing that <clears throat> it's a group of thirty-two, each guy knows what expected of him and and can do the job. And I think that trust basically won us the World Cup because it, it wasn't just one guy; it was thirty-two plus management plus whatever. That, that, that was willing to do. Yeah. Was it 32 or 33? 33. 33. 33. 33. Yeah. 33. Your day is 32. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was yeah. 15. No, uh, just, to latch, just to latch on that, I think the, the trust that the coaching staff put on every player, they put on the 15 and they say, go do your job. As soon as they see you slacking a bit or a bit tired, they'll pull you. Because yeah. they say, just an example, a 90% Eben is not better than 100% John Clang. Yeah. So yeah. They, they've got the trust in the whole 33 squad and they know everyone will back up everyone keep getting into those positions. So and on that, yeah. Someone, someone actually made a fantastic comment and said that, you know, we only had one player in the world play of uh, team of the year. Okay, it was, Shocking. It was only Yemen. No, but, but yeah, <laughs> and, and it's, a, it's a fantastic point. He then said, if you, if you were to select four world teams of the year, okay, A, B, C, and D team, you'll probably have 33 Springboks yeah. in the four teams. And I think... That's a great way in explaining the, the, the depth that we had within, within this Bok group and that so many players, yes, you had your, your starting players, but if the next guy, I mean, we, we lost Malcolm Marks. It was probably, you know, arguably one of our best players. Yeah, yeah I would say it was. Yeah, you know. Comfortably, it was amazing. But then you had Bongi and then you had Brunners and you had Marco van Staden being able to step in. And I think that's a, that's a great reflection of the group. It's a great re reflection in terms of the preparation of the management team. Um, and I think that's what, what got us through eventually. Finally, guys, Rassi's been confirmed as head coach, I think, the next two years. Yeah. What are the big challenges? Uh, there's definitely a transition. Chuck uh, Ninaba, head coach, but also defensive coach. Yeah. And we've all worked with him, all of us who's in this group. And we know how meticulous he is about the way we defend. We've got a unique style of defending. You know, there's no half measures. We go every single time. You know, there's not even like when he started here. Yeah. And he was quite young as a defense coach. We had that little shadow call or whatever to get them to the touch. Four and two, four, five and three, they're still going. They're still defending the ball. So we, we've got massive, 
you know, challenged in replacing him, but also Felix Jones and the work yeah. he's put in behind the scene. He's gone off to England, but like he was our tech coach. So, you know, I was really nervous for this and I didn't know if Rusty had it in him to go head coach, but I think he's made the right de decision by going head coach because, you know, the, co the next head coach has got to come from within. You know, yeah. we can't get someone from else because Rassi's there. And you've got to have so someone, the, the you've got to have someone that can work yeah. with Rassi and not, yeah. not against him. Because we go, we go look ac uh, abroad, we've got some talented coaches. You think France, we look at two super rugby's, one, one, one the Japan, top, yeah. top league with Kubota, which by, by all means has never been a strong household okay. name in their rugby. You think Johan van Gron, you know, his experience he's built up over, over time. Johan Ackerman. Um, so, but none of those can come Franco across Smith and work under the Rusty structure, I don't think. Franco Smith doing really well at Glasgow. So, you know, he's got to, he's got to, you know, he's got to get someone from within his group. And I think it was too soon for those, those guys to handle this transition. And although our players, we've got the oldest team at the World Cup, you know, a lot of them can still make it to the next World Cup, but not all of them. So Are you available, Dion, for the next World you've Cup? Got I'm a, still going. <laughs> you've got a, well, you just started two, 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 two years till 40. You'll be, you'll be 42 yeah. by the next yeah. World Cup. I'm going for the, old, for the record for the so, oldest so, World Cup player. So you've got to handle the transition from, you know, letting the old guys carry on to a point, and then some of them's not going to make it to the World Cup. And that's a hard time for any team. You've got to go through that transition. And like we've had it in two World Cups where it happens two years before the World Cup. Yeah. And, and, and I think you'll probably see like, you know, the coaching, the current coaching, so Zwadilia uh, Stick, um, Dion Davids, and Don Heman taking more responsibility over the next two years, kind yeah. of, you know, taking a little bit more on and, and kind of growing into those roles as well. Um, Don but wants still, to do scrums only, that's it. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> well, they'll be scrumming more. Um, but, but I think having a guy like Rassi at the top to, to just have an overview and look after everything and kind of be the final decision maker, there's a, there's a, there's a sense of just security in terms of having a guy like him there. So, you know, if, if Rassi had to leave, that, that, that uh, you know, in my view, would be a massive, massive blow to, to South African rugby as a whole. The continuity, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and also, if you look at the squad, um, you know, we, as mentioned by Skalk, the oldest squad at the at the World Cup, but kind of a lot of the guys are 29, 30, 31, 32, kind of in that gap. So, not as old as we think. I, yeah, I, yeah, I but, but, so, but, but it kind of puts them in that position where possibly making it to the next World Cup, you know, but some of them probably not, you know, that in between where yeah. you do run the risk of yeah. maybe year two, year three, now you realize, oh, shit, but, but we. Old. We actually now too old, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, so how do you develop the newer, newer guys or the younger guys coming through, and how do you build that pipeline that we that we had at, at this World Cup? John at Lyon, um, you got illegally tackled once by a Saracens player. <laughs> almost broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Almost, what let's get let's get this out the way because he does broke, an awkward almost, silence. Almost, yeah. almost broke my neck. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't for that. Yeah. Scala, what, what what were you doing? What <laughs> no, so, Why would you do that? So. Basically went to, so I, went, I went to Smalley before, and I was like, listen here, guys. I mean, we're playing Smalley is not the other. It's Mark McCall. No, no. <laughs> he, no, no yeah. He's Branas. <laughs> and uh, I was like, listen here, have you checked their number eight at the breakdown? He's playing eighth man at the time. He said, no, no, he's everywhere. So I said, no, like, I don't want to do this, but like, I'll chase Dion for an afternoon. It's not in my style. I want to carry and make passes and make tackles, but I'll chase Dion. So now... Goes all right. We get off to a nice little start down there in Lyon, but Dion's obviously had every single bloody breakdown, and so I've got to be. So this occasion was a little bit late. And he's also just the and one step. He's a new yeah. quicker yeah. as well. He's, like, he's way quicker than yeah, me, yeah. and he's, he's half my half my height. So yeah. I was like, yeah, like, okay, I've, I've promised the boys that he's not going to get a turnover. He's in. 
And I just see, I mean, I, the red mist just came down. And basically, just, I don't know what I did. I just karate chopped him from the side, over, threw him over the ruck, went unpunished. We scored a trial for back of it. Look at the replay. I was like, Oof, that should have been straight red, wasn't it? I was in shock. We went for, we went for a steak the night before the game as well. Yeah. And, oh, did you? Yeah, okay. the, yeah. the most amazing thing about yeah. that is, so like we say, I said, okay, but I know, see John, we see the kids there. Sorry, guys. Okay, we're flying back. We get there. We've got a flat tire on our chartered airplane. So all the English players are going like, no, we're going to get this fixed. I look at the time. I'm like, listen, I'm from Africa. This is France, okay? Yeah. This is 9 o'clock on a Sunday evening. No one's coming out. So now they have belief that they already phoned Dion. I said, Dion, where are we going? We're going to some bar. He says, I'm sitting at this the, bar. The after, 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 yeah, the, okay. after the UFC move. <laughs> Obviously, the French, um, you know, the, the people at the airport say, no, we can fix this 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. I said, perfect. On the, on the taxi, straight back, met him in a pub that night. Yeah. So we had two nights in Lyon. It's meant to be one after the UFC judo karate chop. Yeah. Actually, they, actually, after the game, they, <laughs> they came to me, the, the TV reactions, and like, they showed me the thing. Like, listen, did you fall in your neck? Are you fine? Whatever. Now I see it, skulk. Because <laughs> during the game, I didn't know it was him. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just go on. And then they showed me a video, and I saw it was skulk. And I said, no, it's fine. I know it's fine. It's okay. I'm okay. He doesn't really mean it. He doesn't really mean it. It went for a beer last night. It's fine. Whenever they came with those, when I was at Saracens, I saw another South African. I just said, I can't remember it. And they're like, but here's the video evidence. I said, I can't remember. Where did he hit you in the head? I was like, sorry, boys, I can't remember. Who paid for dinner on the Friday night? Me. So yeah. you paid, and then still he did that mm. the following day. Yeah. No, but I reciprocated. Very hospitable. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they came to me, and we had, another, we, had, we, had another South Af- we had another South African there called Albertus Baku, who was at school yeah. with me, primary the school prop. with me. Yeah. Prop. Yeah, prop, yeah. And uh, then I had them over for steak. Yeah, we had steak dinner yeah. eh? the night yeah. before. We on the, on the, the return, return leg. The return leg, yeah. yeah. Okay. No judo chops then, yeah. though. <laughs> I stayed at your house that night. Yeah, after that's the game true. as well. Yeah, that's the return trip, yeah. Guys, Cape Town 7's coming up this weekend. Skala, um, how, how come you never played? Oh, no value to add, I actually did one, I, 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 I did one training session <laughs> oh, well, with him. And, 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 and I was running around then enjoying my time until a guy called Fabian Juries. Stepped you. Look, he didn't only step me, okay? He <laughs> stepped like half the team. He kept seven of us busy, but like he was running in circles like this and four of us was, and I thought, listen, I'm just going to go for him. Like he's this big. If you hit him in the head, fine, it's training. And I went, and he just basically danced around me. And I think that was when I realized. <laughs> then, you hit, then you hit yourself on the yeah, head. And then that's when I realized, <laughs> okay, maybe this is not for me. I remember that, because I was playing sevens at the time. Okay, just let's get it out the way. You and won the Commonwealth Games. What, silver, bronze? No, gold? bronze. Uh, okay. <laughs> bron- bron- bronze in Manchester. Yeah. Okay, let's, but it was, yeah, it was a para para in That's, that was, that's yeah, correct. We the stayed at Woodstock. Yeah. And just kind of enjoyed the sevens session. But it's a different world, eh? What, sevens? Sevens, yeah. Lots talk of to space. Me, talk to me. I'm listening. Lots of space. <laughs> and that... especially Fabian Jury. Fabian Jury's played in the Dubai Tens this last weekend. So you know they have the, yeah. the Sevens and then a, a Tens tournament. Well, in the well. Veterans League. Yes, he played. No, but like, He's 44. Like Faba would have been there's, one there's of the great... There's still a chance for you two guys. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no, no chance. No chance. Faba, Faba, I wasn't good enough when I was 18. How was your Sevens experience? 2007, long time ago. Yeah, like they said, a lot of space, a lot of guys that can step as well. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was a good time. Uh, yeah, I saw I was 21 year old traveling, traveling to England and, and Scotland back then. So I was just happy to see the different part of the world. So no, but it was good. I think it it, it helped my rugby as well. Uh, the 
running, running, running around, fitness, all that stuff. So they, they definitely help. Yeah, because um, you think of sevens, then you immediately think, no, fast guys, stepping yeah. guys. Got to be able to defend. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah that and and guys with with big engines, like the yeah. two of them, you know. So that that just keeps going. You want those guys because I can re I can remember Chris Masoi. Mm, yeah. So he was really good at the time for uh, for New Zealand sevens. Yeah. Obviously, made a career in the fifteens as well. But he just kept going. You know, fourteen minutes. <clears throat> Up and down uh, the field, you know, being able to make a tackle, get the turnover, and then run and score a try on the far side. So it's a it's it's a skill set that is really valuable to to the sevens game. Just having big engines like like these two. They also they all said that other little guy Brent Russell. Yeah, he was. <laughs> and like we were running around the parade, yeah. like you'll stick to your system, you feel all right, that you get exposed. Brent standing in front of you. you. I mean, you can't even touch him in the fifteen man's game. <laughs> what, what, what chance have you got in the sevens? Which guys were with you, John, in, the, in that seven setup? So Brent, and you, Dion, also Brent, yeah. Brent Russell, Fabian Juries. We are prop and sevens. Centre. Yeah. Chester. Chester. Not a line-out option. Chester was uh, coach. Paul True. Paul was yeah. True. He was playing. Uh, okay. Jordi Miller. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, it's a good Conor Junchies. So we, we actually won the first the first ever um, leg of a seven series as a South African team. We won in Wellington yeah. in 2002 and then went on to the Commonwealth. So we, That's back when that Wellington tournament was, like, was pumping. Was yeah. pumping. Yeah. It was the big dress-up party. So I'd then, rather be in the crowd. And then, to be and then we played. Then we played uh, Commonwealth games. So we won the bronze, but we played Fiji in the semi-final. Okay. Now Fiji had that game. They had. I probably got to get this wrong, but um, Wasali Sarevi, Philemoni Delasau, hmm. Marika Vunibaka, Sareli Nakalivuki. Easy game. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, Rupeni, Tadi Buka. So that's five out of the twelve <laughs> yeah. in the squad, right? Absolute ninjas. Uh, and, 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 you guys won the game. No, we lost. Okay. <laughs> Bronze. So they, okay, they okay, sorry, I, I think they, too much I think they won the gold. They played New Zealand in the final. So um, lost to them. I think it was only like 14 7 that we lost. So a decent right. showing uh, from us. But uh, but quality. I mean, you know, seeing those guys, right. the way they move, you just choose a side and hope. <laughs> did you play sevens? Show me, did you play sevens? You're a guest and I'll show you. Now you're getting rude. Do you want to watch the UFC again? Uh, <laughs> who, who, was in, who was in your team? Um, stick. I, okay. I played with Stick in oh, uh, wow, 2007. Okay. Uh, Stocko's uh, not going to play okay. in the Masters, boys. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's no choice. Uh, Mare Skuman, that's, that's head of the okay. Sevens now. Um, he was the there greatest well. uh, yeah. Sevens player ever from Paul Jim. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, there's two guys quickly. Dustin Noble, who was also there. Uh, yeah. Dustin Noble, JP. Peterson's cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, but a long time ago, it's almost. I can remember, so Zondile Stick, for those that do not know that he's referring to, is the assistant coach oh, for the, the box, for the yeah. current bo uh, for the box 15. That drop kick yeah. against Fiji, I yes. always remember yeah. that. Yeah, like from almost the 50 meter line drop yeah. kick to win the game. That was that was amazing. Gentlemen, Champions uh, League, obviously Champions Cup rugby this weekend, uh, Leicester against Stormers. Which other ones have you? Saracens against the Bulls. Big one. A big one. Big one, especially you know you, you can't see Saracens sending a weekend side out there because you know Europe for them is such a big thing. The Bulls are on fire. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Stormers, they're going to Welford Road, John's old stomping ground. Um, it's a win-win for me. I, <laughs> yeah, you played like, for Munster also. Yeah, Branas, Branas is sitting here. We're we in the Stormers you know, HQ. But, I mean, these next two weeks is going to be imperative for their season where we're going. You know, we've got La Rochelle next weekend, and then they've got the Bulls at home. Yeah. Um, and we haven't got off to the greatest start. So you know, it doesn't get e any easier. And like last year was probably like a soft entrance for our South African teams into Europe. 
Well, this year the Storm has got the full metal jacket coming their way. Yeah, I think it's a, quite a, a balancing act because playing on the Sunday against the Inza Tigers, then coming home and then play the current champions. La Rochelle. Yeah. La Rochelle, the Saturday. So it's a quick turnaround. So, yeah, managing the squad and, and then after La Rochelle, you're back in URC. Then you have two derby games against the Bulls and the Sharks at home. So... Yeah, it's gonna. It's a, it's a tough few weeks coming up. What would you like for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> a win. A break. Leinster, Leinster, La Rochelle also this weekend. That's uh, repeat. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. huge. We, it's at La Rochelle. Correct. Your big mate, uh, Ogara, Rog. Rog. Yeah, Rog. Rog. Good Rog mate, call him Rog. To, we'll just to... call him Mr. Ogara. <laughs> Are you catching up with him next week when he comes to Cape Town? I'm, I'm hoping so. I hope so. I probably need to send him a, a text this week. Will be great to have him uh, back in Cape Town. I think the last time he toured South Africa probably would have been 2004 when they played uh, did, South Africa. He did the Lions as well. Uh, yeah, but in, 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 well, in Cape Town playing, uh, yeah, well, he would have. Okay, uh, I'm going to come back to my story. It'll yeah. be great to see Rod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so hoping to catch up with him. Um, and a quality team, eh, Larry Shaw. So they've done so well. Uh, I think an amazing story as well, where they, where they were a couple of years ago, getting back into into the uh, Pro 14 and, and then winning Europe. So I think it's a it's a great competition now having teams like that touring South Africa, experiencing South Africa. Um, when you're on the other side, playing for the Stormers, you know it, it's uh, it's a challenge as well. But um, that's what what this competition is all about. Larry Shaw hasn't looked that sharp the few no. games I've seen, yeah. but then. It's so amazing when they play Leinster or they play in Europe. They seem to have the ability to turn it on and put you under pressure. Um, yeah, and I think you know on the 16th, I'm super excited for. I'm working on that one with you, John. Yeah. And uh, my family's coming. We're on holiday from from this week, but we're coming down to watch that game. Um, so uh, big one at Greenpoint. Yeah. Big, big one. But I mean, are you going on holiday? What do you like? The rest of the have you not been on holiday like? Most of the year. No, no, no. This is holiday family time, John. I've been traveling. Okay, this is spiring downwards now. I've got to yeah, wrap it up now. I'm going with my family. Oh, the invitation's flying Am around. I not? Do yeah, I have to take your family? Do I have to take your family there again? Or yeah, are you so fine you can with bring you? them back, eh? like the family of eight. <laughs> <laughs> when you went to the Alfred Daniel, I, I, yeah. I bailed out to you the Alfred Daniel and then John had to carry. I traveled with my family of eight. Family of eight. My two wives and my five kids. This would never happen under my watch, but he got off at the wrong train station as well, just to compound I wanted to show them you're a Disney. <laughs> Scala, thanks for coming because back to the I'm HPC with all the anxiety issues around coming back into the gym. Shim, it's 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 been stressful, but like I've actually managed to relax, and I think I've actually had more output in this box office than I ever had in a session here in my entire life. <laughs> well done, John. Thank you very much. Thank you, Shimmy. You you were brilliant again as always. I mean, it's it's an absolute joy doing this with you. Can we? Actually, we should we should do that. We should do this. More. We actually saw him. Do some work today. He did. He did. I was did you build up a sweat? Did you build up a sweat? Did you build up a sweat? He's got to go back to training, guys. Coach, I will go now. All I'm saying, be kind, keep moving, and dream big. Dion, thank you very much. Congratulations. And well done, man. I think, you know, all of us, we all played together, played with you. But what a great story. What a great story. And long may it continue. But thanks. As our first guest after the World Cup on the box office, thank you very much. Thanks to you guys always. Always nice having you Thank guys you around nice. again and having a few laughs. And unfortunately, I can't have a beer. I still, I still need to Coke, work. Sorry. I still need to work. That's so. terrible. We should have got a Brannas and Coke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so thanks, guys. Yeah. That's it for the box office. We'll be at the Cape Town Sevens this weekend to talk more rugby. Until now, until then, sorry, the box office is now closed.